Thanks for tuning in to Mountain View Fellowship's weekly podcast with lead pastor Don Headley. At MVF, our mandate is pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships. We know Jesus cared for people and placed a lot of emphasis on relationships. So we do too. We believe that we're created for relationship with God and that he gave each one of us a desire to belong. If you'd like more information about MVF, connect with us at mvfcolorado.com. Now, stay tuned for this week's message. Good morning, MVF Church family. We're so glad that you could tune in today. Uh, I want to tell you, it seems so weird being in here without everyone else packing the house, but uh, we, we are so thankful that you would invite us into your home today. So thank you for tuning in. If you grab a Bible, head over to Matthew chapter 14. That's where we're going to be today. And I think it's, it's going to be a great message today for the situation that we're in. It's going to be so relevant for what we're experiencing because we are in an unprecedented season. We're going through something right now that we've never gone through before. We're experiencing all kinds of emotions and feelings and struggles that, that we never thought we would experience. And here we are going through this together, uh, especially those of you that live here in Colorado, because you know this last week, the governor issued a stay-at-home order. And so I know, I've talked with many of you, I know you're struggling with isolation, uh, quarantine, feeling like you're completely out of touch with everything, distances from people and your church family and, and not feeling that encouragement. And so I want to encourage you today and let you know that if you're at home, um, maybe even by yourself today, I want you to feel this, that even though we're separated across hundreds of homes, that we're connected through the Spirit of God. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of his blood, we are all God's children. And I hope that you feel that today. We're gathering from different places to worship together, to learn together. And so, man, I hope that you know that today. Now, I want to also acknowledge that we have a lot of people who are still working, like they're, they're having to go into work every day. We have a lot of people who are deemed essential and they are working hard. And, and for the work that you guys are doing, thank you. Keep up the good work. We're praying for you. We're praying for your safety and for your health. And so please uh, just keep doing it, knowing that you've got an entire church family praying for you and uh, we'll continue to lift you up. But also I want to acknowledge that there are some people at home because they were told to. Like they didn't, they didn't choose that. They didn't want to be home, but they're home. Uh, you, you've been laid off. You've lost your job. I talked to a guy this last week who uh, he's going to lose his business because of this. And he knows it. He doesn't think there's any way that he's going to be able to open his doors again. And so for those of you that are really struggling with that, I, I want to let you know, I've been reading a book called The Obstacle is the Way. It's by Ryan Holiday. And he tells a story in this book about Thomas Edison. When Thomas Edison was up there in his years, he'd uh, he had left the laboratory. He went home and he was having dinner one night. And after dinner, a guy knocked on his door and said, Mr. Edison, your laboratory, the whole building's on fire. And by the time he, he walked the several miles to where the building was at, the whole thing was engulfed. And he tells his son, go get your mom and all her friends. And they come and he says, I want you to watch this fire because you'll never see anything like this ever again in your lifetime. Now, he could have gotten upset. He could have you know, stomped his foot and pitched a fit. But he knew that that wouldn't have made any difference. It wouldn't have helped anything. Instead, he chose to look at that as an opportunity and not total devastation. And so if you're going through a loss of, of work right now, if you're losing your business, I want you to know that as a church family, we're lifting you up, we're praying for you, and we're gonna, we're gonna surround you. And as a family, we wanna help you get, get to the other side of this. We hope that you don't feel like you're totally devastated but yet you find some hope in that. See, we, get, we need to learn to find joy in everything that we go through in life because our God is big enough 
to handle whatever it is that we hand him. And so I pray that today is encouraging. I pray that it builds you up. We're going through a series entitled Faith Over Fear. I hope that, that you don't give in to fear through this, regardless of what, what situation you're in, but that you choose to increase in faith and give whatever it is that you've been handed to God and watch what God can do with that. So today is a little bit different message. Uh, it's, it's online, so we're going to do a couple things we normally don't do on a Sunday morning. Like last week, we gave you some time to talk about some things. Uh, we gave you some questions. We're going to do the same thing today. Those times will become very obvious. Uh, we have a couple of questions. We're going to give you probably three minutes to answer them and then another minute to gather and pray about it. And if you're by yourself, I want you to write it out and put it before God. If you're one of the lucky ones and you have family and, and some people around you, you can discuss it and then pray together. Uh, if you tuned in last week, you know our story came out of Mark chapter 4. And it was a, an amazing story where Jesus climbed into a boat with his disciples. Jesus went to the back. He laid down. He was sleeping. His disciples are, are going out across this, this lake. And it says that it was evening. And so we're guessing that by the time all this takes place, it's in the darkness of night. The wind picks up. Waves kick up. A big storm moves in. And pretty soon the boat is filling with water. The disciples freak out. They go and they wake up Jesus and they're like, don't you care that we're going to drown? And Jesus gets up and he says, silence, be still. And the water goes to glass. The clouds disappear and the wind stops. And, and he looks at his disciples and he says, do you still have no faith? And it says in that moment that they were terrified. They begin to ask each other, who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey? And in this story, we asked you last week two questions. We asked you, what are you afraid of in this storm? And then we asked you, who is Jesus to you? And I pray and hope that you've been kind of dwelling on that this week as, as uh, you were going to work or maybe uh, having to stay at home and you kept, you kept reminding your, yourself who Jesus is to help you to go through each day and not give in to fear. Now today, the story is very similar, but here, here's the thing I want to make sure that you're aware of before we jump into this. The, the story that we told last week about Jesus being in the boat with his disciples, that happened early on in the ministry. They were just starting to follow Jesus. Their faith wasn't very big. Jesus' question to them was, do you still have no faith? The story that we're going to read about today is later on in Jesus' ministry. They've been walking with him for a lot longer. Their faith has grown. Hopefully you'll see that in the story today. Uh, it starts in Matthew chapter 14, going to verse 22. It starts off this way. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Now, this is the first important lesson that I think that we can take from the story today, uh, which I think is going to help us through our own storm that we're experiencing right now. Jesus sends his disciples away so that he can be alone with God on the mountain, so that he can spend some time in prayer. And even with all of the needs and all these people pressing in on him, Jesus makes solitary time with God a priority. He goes up and he spends time in prayer with God alone. And so with that, let me ask you the question, how are you doing at making God a priority right now? Are you spending time in prayer? Are you spending time getting alone and just praying with God? Now, I know some of you, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about being alone. You are alone, but are you spending time with God? 
Now, for those of us that have family in our homes, you still need to find some quiet time with God. And so I want to encourage you with that. This is where it starts if we're going to make it through this storm. This story continues in verse 24. It says, meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. Now, it's interesting to me that Jesus, uh, in verse 22, insisted that they get in boat, the boat and go ahead. And this, this is what they do. They're, they're doing what Jesus told them to do. And yet, they find themselves in the middle of a storm. Have you ever been there? Like, you felt like, this is where God wants me. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I know God called me to do this. And yet, there's a storm raging around you. And you start to question, did, did I miss here? Did I not understand what Jesus was calling me to do? And I think so often we think that by following Jesus, we're not going to experience any problems. We're not going to experience a storm. And yet Jesus tells us just the opposite. He says, you will experience trials. See, Jesus never promised that we wouldn't experience storms. He just promised that when we experience those storms, that he would be there with us. And this is exactly what's happening here. Jesus comes walking to them on the water. Now, Pastor Mike sent me a a comic strip, and I love this. I don't know if that's exactly the way it happened. All I know is what we're told in the text is that 3 a.m., early, early in the morning, they're fighting for their lives in the storm, and Jesus comes walking on the water during the storm. Like, I don't know if he's walking up and over the waves. I don't know if he's like, you know, just surfing them. I don't know if he's walking across the top. I don't know. We're not told all those details, but I, I would love to know how he come walking out on the water to his disciples. They're in the midst of a storm and here he comes to meet them in the midst of the storm. How would you react? Take a look at how they reacted. Verse 26, when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. The disciples were terrified. It says in their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. You see the the whole idea with faith over fear here? They gave into fear. And even though they'd been with Jesus for a long time, they didn't recognize Jesus as he approached them in this storm. Now, sometimes we, I think, fall to this exact same thing. We, we fail to recognize Jesus when he comes walking on the water in the midst of our storms. Now, could it be that sometimes we miss him in our storms because we're immature in our faith? See, I think Jesus, even in those moments, understands our immaturity of faith and he still comes to us. He still tries to reveal himself to us, even though sometimes we miss him because we're so focused on the storms around us. They missed him. Out of fear, they cry out. It's a ghost. And yet Jesus understands where they're at in their faith and he speaks these words of comfort to them. It says, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I'm here. Take courage, I'm here. I love that because he's not saying, look, just hold on. Just try to survive. He doesn't say that. He says, look, don't be afraid. Take courage. Do you realize that take courage is more than just surviving? It's more than just try to hang on. He's like, no, take courage, stand up, be bold in this moment. Why? Because I'm here, I'm with you. And so be bold, don't give in to fear, even though you want to, I'm with you, so take courage. So let me ask the first question for the morning. What do you need to hear from Jesus during this storm? With everything that's going on, 
Maybe you're one of the ones that's been laid off. Maybe you're the one that, that has to keep going to work, even though you feel like you're being exposed to other stuff. What do you need to hear from Jesus during the storm? So we find the disciples in a boat in the middle of a storm. Jesus comes walking to them on the water. And he says, don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. Take a look at what Peter does in verse 28. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. Let me, let me ask, do you think Peter would have ever gotten out of the boat had it not been for the storm? See, I don't think so. The story that we read last week, they stayed in the boat. They were worried about drowning. But this one, later on, after they've been with Jesus longer and their faith has grown, Peter's like, look, Jesus, I see what you're doing. I see where you're at. I know it's safer to be with you than anywhere else. So if you tell me to get out of this boat and walk on water, water, even though that might not make any sense to me, I'm gonna do it because you tell me to. And he gets out and he walks on the water toward Jesus. He gets out of the boat. Why? Because Jesus was there and not in the boat. Maybe that's what Jesus is doing in the midst of this storm. Maybe he's trying to get our attention. Maybe for some of you, it's for the very first time. Like you've never acknowledged who Jesus is. And maybe today you're starting to realize that Jesus is who he says he is. I would encourage you, even with this storm raging around us, it's time that you commit your life to him, that you receive him as your Lord and Savior and start this journey with him. For some of us, we've been walking with Jesus for a long time, but we've never really taken a significant step of faith. Maybe today's the day we commit ourselves and say, Jesus, wherever you're at, I'm gonna go to you. If you tell me to do something, I'm gonna do it. Maybe Jesus is teaching us in the midst of the storm to trust him more, to place all of our faith in him. That's exactly what Peter does. He steps out of the boat. Then take a look at what happens in verse 30. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Something I learned years ago is that focus is everything. Focus is everything. When I was on the state patrol, one of my favorite positions was I was a driving instructor. And so I would go up to the academy every time we got a new uh, class in and we would teach them high-speed pursuit, high-speed cornering, threshold braking, tactical vehicle intervention, all these different things. And I just loved it. And one of the things that we used to do is when we would get a whole new uh, class in, we would take them up to the track and we would have them come up the back straightaway. It was this long, just straight road that was going up a hill. And toward the top of the hill, toward the crest, we would have them stop in the middle of the road. And we would bring out these big orange cones and we would place one on each side of their car just a couple of inches off their mirror. And we would tell them, because now they they knew they only had a couple of inches on both sides, we would tell them to go around the track and when they came out of that last corner, they had to be full throttle. And by the time they made it up the hill, they would be somewhere between 80 to 100 mile an hour when they got to the cones, depending on what car they were driving. Now, what we were teaching them is that focus is everything. Where your eyes are at matters. And they would come up the back straightaway. And if they would just look in between the cones where they wanted the car to go, the car would go right between the cones and they wouldn't hit anything. But 
If they started taking their eyes off and they started focusing on the obstacles, what would happen is they would hit one of those cones and at 80 or 100 mile an hour hitting one of those cones was not pretty. See, if we take our eyes off of Jesus and we focus on our circumstances, we will fall under the weight of our problems. We can't lose focus, especially now in the midst of the storm. But if we do, we can call out to Jesus in faith and he'll catch us. He will lift us up and lift us above seems to be an impossible situation. Jesus is faithful to do that. Now in these times, whether we give in to faith or whether we give in to fear, largely depends on our focus. And which one wins out depends on which one we feed. See, Peter gave into his faith. He's like, Jesus, I see where you're at. I see what you're doing. If you tell me to come to you, I'm gonna have faith in you and I'm gonna do it. And he did, but as soon as he got out, he began to walk on the water. He took his eyes off of Jesus And he started looking at the wind and the waves and he let fear displace his faith. And in all the time that he had been with Jesus, he was one of Jesus' closest friends. He was still learning to trust Jesus completely. See, the truth is this. Sometimes the wind and the waves can draw our attention away from Jesus. We can lose focus. Kind of like this storm that we're going through right now. Some of us, we've given into fear. We've given into anxiety. We're struggling right now. Because our focus isn't on Jesus, but it's on our circumstances. And so here's my second question for us this morning. How can we do a better job of keeping our eyes on Jesus during the storm? Did you come up with some good answers on how you can keep your eyes on Jesus? I hope so. Because I think many of us through this storm have taken our eyes off of Jesus. If we're honest, we'd have to say that we've looked at the wind and the waves and we've lost focus. So the question is, what do we do in that case? When we lose focus, what do we do? The answer is simply this, that we turn to Jesus. See, when Peter jumped out of the boat, his heart was full of good intentions. And he did have great faith because he stepped out of the boat and he walked on water for a while. But sometimes when you and I, we take a leap of faith, even with good intentions, we end up like Peter. We, we find ourselves in a moment of failure. We've given in to fear and we've chosen fear over faith instead of faith over fear. But see, Peter's exercise of faith doesn't end in failure. It's because even when he's sinking, he knew who to cry cry out to. He knew who to call upon, the only person who could save him. We see that as he's sinking into the waves, he cries out, Jesus, save me. And in that moment, Jesus reaches down and saves him. See, God loves to hear us cry out to him because in that moment, we're doing a couple of things. First of all, we're acknowledging that we can't do this on our own. We can't handle this on our own. We can't fix it. We're also acknowledging that God can and that he is who he says he is, that he is Lord over everything. See, Peter helplessly cries out to the only person who could help him in that moment and Jesus rescues him. Jesus says to him, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? And I think you and I, we can beat up on Peter many times when we read this story because we're like, well, he failed, but did he? See, I want to compare what we read last week in Mark chapter four with what we read today in Matthew chapter 14. See, last week in the story, they they wake Jesus up because of the storm. And after Jesus calms the storm, he actually looks at him and he says, do you still have no faith? Remember last week I told you, Jesus will take whatever faith you have, no matter how small it is, and he will do something amazing with it. But you got to give him something. And he says, do you still have no faith? 
But in the story today, Peter says, look, if you tell me to get out of this boat, I'm going to get out and he walks on water. And you and I, we can criticize him all we want, but here's the reality. Peter walked on water. Like you and I have not, but he did. And even though he sunk, he knew who to cry out to. And, and Jesus says to him, you have so little faith, indicating that he does have faith. This is the difference from early on in the ministry to where they're at now. He's been growing in his faith. Take a look at how the story ends though, because I think this is what it leads to. In verse 32, it says, when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Now, last week in that story in Mark chapter four, it says Jesus stands up and he calms the storm. And in that moment that the disciples are terrified and that they begin a discussion like, who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey? You fast forward to the story that we're reading today and what you find out is that when they get back in the boat, what do the disciples do? Are they terrified? No, they're not terrified at all. They're worshiping him. They worship him like never before. And they don't ask the question, who is this man? They answer it. They say, you really are the son of God. Do you know what the difference is in what we read last week and what we read today? I think it's faith. What a difference faith makes, especially in the middle of a storm. In this storm today, I wanna ask you, which boat are you in? Which boat are you in right now? Are you in the first one? You're terrified. You're asking if Jesus is real, if he can actually do what he, what he says he can do, if he can actually do something about the circumstances that you're going for, through right now. Or are you in the second boat? Are you worshiping like never before? And even in the middle of the storm, you're declaring without a doubt who Jesus is. Because I promise you, if you choose faith over fear, it changes everything. That's my desire for us, church, that we would choose faith over fear, that we would worship even in the midst of the storm, that we would declare through word and action and everything that we do that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior for every one of us. I wanna pray for that right now. Would you join me in that? Heavenly Father, I come to you right now with a group of people that are scattered and we just join in one heart and asking that you would meet us right where we're at in the midst of this storm and everything that we're going through right now, Lord, would you speak your truth into our hearts and minds? Would you give us the strength? Would you speak to us and tell us to, to take courage because you are here with us? And Lord, I pray that that would embolden us that in this moment that we wouldn't be fearful, we wouldn't be terrified, but we would choose to worship you like never before and declare that you are the son of God. God, thank you for being a God who knows each and every one of us. You know what we're going through. You know what we think and how we feel. And Lord, you're meeting with us even as I speak. I thank you for all these things. We give all this to you, Lord. And today, we choose faith over fear. Lord, thank you. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ and all God's people said, amen. Thanks for joining us here at Mountain View Fellowship. We'd love the chance to meet you in person. We gather each Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. at 1955 Headlight Road in Strasburg, Colorado. If you aren't able to join us in person, we'll meet you right back here next week. God bless.